Hey, rich friends, it's Dr. T Mac here. And in today's episode, I'm super nervous about today's episode because I'm going to be very, very vulnerable with you and let you know like who T Mac is and let you know who T Mac was before she became T Mac. Um, so stay tuned. Okay. Well, I have one sister from my mom. She's seven years younger. And I have one brother from my dad. He's also seven years younger than I am. Um, so I'm the oldest <clears throat> of two siblings. And my mom was a single parent. Uh, my very early years growing up, we lived in the house with my grandmother. We called her granny. Well, we, I had older uncles and aunties. So it was kind of like, and I had, you know, two older cousins it was, it was fun, you know, in, in the early years, it was super fun because we were the babies in the family and we were spoiled. I was the only girl granddaughter at the time. And it was, it was, it was really cool. Things started to change when my mom moved out. I was seven uh, or six, six or seven. When she moved out, we moved into an apartment. And one of the earliest uh, memories that I have you know, with, I guess the relationship with my mom was, um, seeing her being, she was pregnant with my sister, seeing her being abused physically. That was, that was very, um, touching, uh, more than touching. I don't know. It, it, it did something to me. And I remember jumping in, in between my mom and her boyfriend at the time and trying to break it up and, and then seeing, you know, it happened repeatedly, it, it started bringing some confusion. I didn't really know how to separate it, but that was my earliest memory of, I guess, abuse and what abuse looked like physically. Um, but my escape from that was going to my grandmother's on my dad's side. That was my escape. And also my aunt who lived in Atlanta, she was married to an NBA player <clears throat> and they would come and get me for the summers for all, you know, the winter breaks and things like that. And they didn't have children at the time. So it was kind of like, I don't know if you heard the story, rich dad, poor dad. So when I would be, you know, on my dad's side of the family, you know, my granddad was an entrepreneur. My grandmother didn't work. She sewed, she, she canned foods, you know, she did all these things for the community. She had, she had her own garden and I would help her do that. And it, things just look different on that side of the family, you know, um, we would go to all of the Atlanta Hawks games and, you know, it, my auntie would take me to the wives den and I got to see the lavish side of life. Um, and then when I would go home to my mom, it was, you know, we were poor, like we didn't have a car. We walked everywhere. It was different. And I got to see both sides of life. And I really believe that that's why I'm who I am today, because I didn't, I knew that there was better, but I also knew what it was like not to have. 
Okay, so um, can we talk about more about having a baby at 13 and what that did for you? And yes. Basically, shape you into who you are today. For sure. So when I when I got pregnant at 13 years old, of course, that would that would be scary for anybody. Um, I was a cheerleader, um, was definitely afraid of my mom, didn't want to tell her, didn't know how to tell her. So I hid it as long as I could, obviously. And then one day, you know, she was like, I'm taking you to the doctor, went to the doctor. He confirmed, yes, I was pregnant. And it, Immediately, you know, she was like, okay, well, she needs to have an abortion. Um, the doctor was like, no, she's too far gone. And remember, now this is back in 1989. So he was like, you know, now they can do abortions when you're further along. And he was like, no, she's too far gone. You can't do that. And then the next thing my mom said was, okay, well, we'll give the baby away. And I was, I had really no say. You know, I was 13. I didn't have a say so about anything. And um, she talked to my uncle and his wife at the time. And they were like, they didn't have any uh, children together. He had an older son, but before they got married. And so he, she was like, they were like, yeah, we would love to take the baby, blah, blah, blah. And I had absolutely no voice. And I was just watching everything move around me. And I was hearing people talk about me in third person as if I wasn't there. And it was like, I was in I, like a twilight zone, like what is going on? And like literally every single day of that pregnancy until the time I delivered, it was from morning to night, it was, you know, you're going to be you're not going to amount to anything. You're going to be on welfare. You're going to have five or six kids by five or six different men. You're, you're, you'll never be anything. You know, it was always negative, negative, negative. And I, I didn't know. I mean, that's what I was getting in my house. And um, I did have friends. And then when I, you know, obviously, when I was pregnant, their parents made them, you know, you can't hang around her because you'll end up like her. So then I didn't have friends anymore. Um, it was, it was lonely. I, I can't say I was depressed cause I don't really, I didn't know what depression was. I just did what I had to do. I was still in school. So I went to school every day, came home and you know, I had to hear it just, just the constant negativity. Um, then when I had my son, my appendix ruptured, actually, I was eight months pregnant. My appendix ruptured. I was vomiting for a whole weekend, green stuff. Nobody knew that my appendix had ruptured. My mom kept taking me to the emergency room and they kept sending me home saying she's not in labor, she's not in labor. And then I'll never ever forget this. Fin finally, she took me back to the emergency room. She says she's still throwing up, something is wrong. Um, they brought in a surgeon and I was laying on the bed and um, he touched me on my stomach. And I jumped off the bed because I was in so much pain. And he said, her appendix is ruptured and we got to rush her to surgery because we have to save the baby. And he sent a nurse in to come prep me for surgery. And she was shaving my belly. And she looked at, and I said, and I was screaming because it was hurting. And she got this close to me. And she said, you weren't screaming when you was getting this baby. So shut up. And that was the last thing I remember before surgery. And when I woke up, that was the first thing I remembered.
and um, I, they had me hooked up, NG tubes, everything, pumping out poison. I was completely septic. Um, I had abscesses behind my lungs, all over. I, I was in the hospital for like a month and a half after that um, on morphine drips. It was it was a nightmare. One nurse came and saw me every single day. She was um she was like an angel and she sat by my bed every day when she wasn't working and talked to me and she read the Bible to me and things like that. Well, she'd asked me some kind of way. She'd asked me what happened. And I told her what the other nurse said. Well, when I was discharged from the hospital, um, the administrator called and my mom told the administrator what I said and they fired that nurse immediately. But what that did to me was that's when I decided I wanted to be a nurse. I was actually 13 when I decided I wanted to be a nurse because I knew that if one nurse had a po the power to make me feel like boo-boo, you know, like the scum of the earth, and then another nurse had the power to make me feel like I could do anything in the world, if they had possessed that much power, I wanted to do that in a positive way. And that's when I decided I wanted to be a nurse because I wanted to help people not only physically get well, but I wanted to impart such positivity in their life. Um, so that's what that was like. Then when my son was, uh, let's see, July, August, September, October, November, five months old, it was December the 5th, 1989. It was, the reason why I remember that date because it's my mom's birthday. Uh, I'd been out of school for like three or four days because she told me I needed to quit school. I was in the ninth grade. She said, you, you can't go to school because I'm not going to babysit your child. You're going to stay here and keep your child. And I remember that morning, December the 5th, 1989, I called my grandmother and I said, Grandma, I haven't been to school all week. My mom said I have to quit school. And she said, let me talk to your mom. And my mom didn't say hello. I gave her the phone and she said, come get her. And my grandma said, okay. And she said, and her son. And my grandmother said, okay. 10 minutes later, my grandmother was there. I packed all my clothes. I packed my son's clothes. We got in the car. And we, that night, the very first night, I was at my grandmother's house. We were in my bedroom and she said, get on your knees. And so we can pray. She was, she's a Sunday school teacher, real heavy in the church. And I was like, okay. So I got on my knees and my grandmother started praying and she started thanking God for my mom. And she was thanking her for the decision that she made to um, allow her to take me and my son in. And as she's praying for my mom and thanking God for my mom, I'm looking at her with one eye open, like you praying for somebody to just kick me out the house. Like, what are you doing? Like, I didn't understand that part. And anyway, she, she taught me how to pray and she taught me how to pray for people who I thought was against me or my enemies and friends. She taught me how to pray. And so after we got up um, from praying, she said, you can be whoever and whatever you want to be. You can do whatever you want to do and you can have whatever you want to have because I'm going to see to that. My job is to make sure that you and your son are taken care of. And um, 
my life changed completely. So after, let's talk about like becoming a nurse and how you got there and then how nursing led you to who you are today and what you're doing today. Okay, so becoming a nurse, so I graduated high school when I was 17. My, my senior year in high school, I also took my first year of nursing. So I was going to high school and nursing at the same time. And then after I graduated, I had nine more months of nursing. And then, so I became a nurse at 18 years old. Um, I worked for a doctor. Um, <laughs> he gave me my first job when I was in nursing school, Dr. Moss. Super. I mean, I learned so much. And, you know, just by him giving me a chance, it just made me feel like, wow, you know, I do have something to offer, right? The world. And I was his nurse for a long time. I was one of his nurses for a long time. And then I went into the nursing home and I worked, you know, the nursing home. I worked in hospitals and things like that um, for about mm, two or three years. And then I was doing hair on the side for people, you know, people wanted me, they would come to my house and I would do their hair. And then I just got an unction, like, I believe from God, like, you need to, you need to go to school and get your, your cosmetology license. And I did immediately. I signed up for school and it took me 10 months. I got my cosmetology license. I started working in a salon and I was working as a nurse on the weekend. So I kind of, you know, was doing both. And then um, maybe within a year, I got my own salon with two other ladies. We went in business together. And then after that, I got my own salon across town. So I've owned two salons. I worked, I did that for many years. And then I reached a pinnacle in my career. And I was like, there's, I didn't want my children to grow up in a small town like I did. And I was like, okay, I want something different, but I don't know where I want to go, what I want to do. I just want my children to be exposed to more than what I was exposed to. So, um, true story. I closed my eyes and I pulled up a map first on a computer screen, closed my eyes and I pointed and it landed my finger. When I opened my eyes, it was on Tampa, Florida. I had never even been to Tampa, never heard of Tampa. At the time I was in um, nursing school to get my RN degree because I was an LPN first. So I said, Tampa, Florida. So I said, if I can find a church and I can find um, a job, I'm, we're moving to Tampa. Nobody knew uh, what we were doing, right? Like nobody knew. So what I did was I, it was spring break coming up. And so I was looking for a job. I happened to see Tampa General. It was sitting on the water. I was like, a hospital on the water. Oh my God, I want to work there. And I, you know, I got on Google and I started looking stuff up and I got an interview. And the lady that interviewed me, she asked me, um, so where do you see yourself in five years? Now, mind you, I'm still in RN school. <laughs> I looked at her and I said, sitting in your seat. This was a white lady. And she, she was taken aback. She said, wow, nobody's ever said that to me before. Like, you see yourself sitting where I'm sitting? And I said, yeah. And she said, well, you know you have to have a master's degree. And I was like, I know. But at the time I was an associate's degree. And then 
she hired me on the spot. Moved to Florida, found a church without walls, moved to Florida when my children got out of school. And we, we started here. We started here in Florida and it's been almost 20 years. That was 2003. Okay, so now let's talk about the transition pretty much from um, nursing and what made you want to like kind of get out of nursing and doing to what you're doing today, mentoring and real estate investor. Right. Okay, so nursing was extremely, extremely, extremely taxing because <laughs> I was working all the time, 12 hour shifts, 16 hour shifts and things like that. So with nursing, I was like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. I'd been a nurse for 25 years. I don't want to be a nurse anymore. So I need to figure out what I want to do. I had retired from doing hair. I did hair 23 years, <laughs> nursing for 25 and I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I, I was tired of working for money. So I came across somebody in real estate and they were living what looked to me the dream life. And so I got into real estate. So that's how I got in. All right. I hope you enjoyed part one of the story behind T Mac inspired. Um, so we will have part two next week. Don't forget to like comment and subscribe and do all of those youtube -y things and if you're listening share this um share this video share this audio share my show because i know that it's going to help someone else until the next time remember that dr t mac said you can have it all